The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox. And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. I'm Dr. Jim. And I'm Dr. Janine. We sure are glad you could join us tonight. We hopefully will have a good, entertaining, and very thoughtful show for you. Uh, but first, in the first segment, Janine, we always start out with what? In the news. In the news. And so things that's come out in the last week that might be interesting to you about uh, nutrition and health and things that might be of interest to you because it's things that you might need or things you can do to actually live healthy and be healthy. That's what it's all about. You know, something that uh, is running epidemic forces now is Alzheimer's and dementia. Right. And that's one reason why we, you know, we have a lot of stuff in the news a lot of times about these conditions because there's so much research going on because it's gotten so prevalent. It is so prevalent, you know, and actually... You know, this is this is one of our old standbys uh, that we've used for. We've used it for years, but yeah. you'll, you'll hear, and some people like to think it's new or something. Yeah. But we have used it for ever, fifteen, twenty years, maybe. Uh, close to twenty, seriously. I mean, we and, really have. And it's called resveratrol. You know, and, and a lot of people now, like you said, you know, Janine, uh, they may think, well, gosh, resveratrol, they just discovered that, and no, it's been around for a long time. However. It, it, it's some of the new stuff that comes out on it is just kind of amazing, really. Um, it really is. It and really like I said, is. A lot of the stuff that's coming out, you know, basically this was the largest nationwide clinical trial yeah, to actually study high-dose resveratrol long-term in people with mild to moderate Alzheimer's. Now, when we say, you know, a clinical trial, this was a, and this is the gold standard. It's a randomized uh placebo-controlled, double-blind study. So the patients didn't know the what they were taking. knew what they were getting, right. And it's really interesting because it, it really did. It only, you know, it had 119 participants, and they used varying doses of resveratrol, and, and some of them were pretty high, uh, one of which, uh, one group of which got as much as a gram a day, uh, twice a day, and that's equivalent to about 1,000 bottles of red wine. So everybody's always heard red wine and resveratrol, but I don't see. If you drink a thousand bottles a day, for one, yeah. it's really expensive. Well, it would be kind of expensive. And for another, you probably wouldn't get a lot of health benefits from it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm uh, serious. That's a lot of wine. That's a lot of wine. You wouldn't be able to get up. No, you probably wouldn't be able to stand upright. That's for sure. But anyhow, th- this particular study, and, and it, it was published in a journal called Neurology, which is a very prestigious journal, came out of Georgetown University Medical Center. So, you know, again, a very prestigious uh, medical center. Now, it was real interesting. And some of the things that they did and looked at while doing the study. Yes. Now, it was actually over 12 months. And they looked at certain levels. 
that actually something called a beta 40. Yeah, a beta. Well, it's a uh, yeah, it's a beta uh, 40. Uh, it's an amyloid, amyloid beta, beta 40. 40. Right, right. And mm-hmm. actually, they they find that as it decreases, dementia worsens. Right. And Alzheimer's actually progresses. Mm-hmm. And in this study, they took people that already were diagnosed with Alzheimer's. So we're not mm-hmm. talking about healthy individuals. We're not no. talking about people that didn't have a problem. We're talking about people that already had a problem. And then they had the, the group that got the resveratrol didn't see any changes at all in this beta 40. Beta 40, right. To where the, the placebo group had a decrease in levels, mm-hmm. which actually showed they were progressing in resveratrol, at least in someone with dementia and Alzheimer's, stopped progression. Right. Yeah, and that's, that's just pretty impressive it right is. there by itself. And they said, you know, that it, it changes, you know, they found that, that this resveratrol, uh, it activates a protein called the sirtuins, or SIRT1 and SIRT2 and so on, sirtuins. And that's the same protein that's actually activated by caloric restriction. Yeah. That's it's the only other thing that's shown uh, to, to do anything yeah, like that. Yeah, caloric restriction has always been shown to be mm-hmm. anti-aging mm-hmm. because of it affecting these proteins. Right. Well, they found resveratrol has the same activation on these proteins as caloric restriction. Right. Which if you looked at the caloric restricting diets, it's real restrictive. It is. It's, it's not about changing true. what you eat. It's about eating hardly anything. I mean, yeah, we're talking about caloric restriction. We're talking about you don't yes. eat. Okay, you just don't eat a lot. So resveratrol yeah. has the same benefits. And the study did show that it was very well tolerated. It was very safe. It didn't have a lot of problems. You know, a few little things. Some people gastrointestinal, you know, diarrhea. I'm and, sure and that we was have the, seen over the years yeah. where every once in a while you'll hit someone that resveratrol gives them diarrhea. Right. But you'll also talk to people who drink wine and get diarrhea. Exactly. So, now, a know. really interesting finding that they found, and this is might be really interested in a lot of you out there, that doesn't have dementia is one of the things that they found that patients taking the resveratrol had weight loss. Yeah. And the placebo gained weight. And the placebo group gained (laughs) weight. So actually, so that kind of shows you, but resveratrol has been shown to help um, blood sugar control. And they know that. So even for weight loss out there, resveratrol is beneficial. Now, like we've always said, there's no magic weight loss pill. But, you know, resveratrol is, you know, they've definitely showed that it actually helps with anti-aging. It helps with blood sugar control. It's, it has a lot of anti-cancer benefits, helps, you know, prevent dementia. It actually helps worsen dementia. So it's one of those things that's not that expensive. No, and, you know, like I say, one of the things it's, it's been linked to, you know, is, of course, is reducing cardiovascular disease. Right. And you know, the list goes on. I mean, actually, uh, some of the first things that we looked at it, you know, again, 15 to 20 years ago, was how it anti-cancer properties, uh, and, and they showed in the rat model, or you know, with animals, the animal studies showed that this stuff is really, really good. Yeah, resveratrol is one that I think just about anybody can do. We've even had we had a group of older ladies. Not it's it's been quite a few years ago because they were pretty old. They were they were up in age. They were yeah. up in age, up closer to nineties. Uh-huh. And one of them had taken resveratrol for blood sugar right. and just for overall health, and her hair got thicker. So she mm-hmm. told all of her friends, and when they all took it, their hair got thicker. So we had yeah. all these group of women with all, they were all telling everybody to come get your hair thicker. But really, it's probably more of the anti-aging. Uh-oh, and of course, as so, you yeah. age, your hair thins. So it does help with that, too. So it's no one doubt. that, it's real safe for just about anybody to take. Oh, it's, they've proven it to be safe, even, even, even in the high, high doses. One of the things on this study that was really interesting, at first they said, we don't know how to actually interpret 
the information mm-hmm. because on brain scans, people that took the resveratrol had a lower brain volume. And they were like, that's weird. That couldn't be good. But then they start looking and they said, well, people with Alzheimer's have huge amounts of inflammation and brain swelling. Right. So when they compared them to their initial MRIs, the brain was smaller because it wasn't swollen anymore. Right. So that's another really interesting thing that resveratrol did for the brain. And, of course, the, the researchers that did this says, don't run out and take resveratrol because, you know, it's not been proven. And we're going to have a drug soon, so you yeah. got to wait for that to come out. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Here it is. It's the largest nationwide clinical trial on, you know, all, you know, and, and they tell you, oh, don't go take it. Why the hell would you not go take it? You know, come on. I, just, I thought that was rather hypocritical of them. But anyhow, moving right along in the Alzheimer's Right, department. we talked about, just because, you know, yeah. we, we're already talking about Alzheimer's. There was a n- new study on vitamin D. Yeah. We talk about that every week. And they basically say that low vitamin D in elderly is associated with decline in cognition and dementia. Right. And we were not going to talk real long about this one, but what they showed was that in individuals that already had cognitive decline, Mm -hmm. if they check their vitamin D levels, the ones with the lowest vitamin D levels declined at rates up to three times faster than people with adequate vitamin D. Right. And so that's just how important it is to keep your vitamin D level, not just in range, but at a what we call the Goldilocks range. You know, the range runs from like 30 nanograms per deciliter up to 100. And they always say, oh, if you're 30.5, well, you're in range. Barely. You want to be in that Goldilocks region, which is that 50 to 80. That range, that's Goldilocks range. That's what we're talking about there. Now, here's something. Okay, enough on that. Okay. Moving right along, and I love this one. And This one came out talking about, oh, and I love this, um, vitamin C is effective as exercise for obesity vascular health. That's interesting. Yeah. Now, we're not saying don't exercise, talking about this study, but we are saying in obese people, they've definitely shown an increased risk for a lot of problems. Mm Mm-hmm. Because of a protein called endothelin 1. Right. Mm-hmm. And it is raised in overweight and obese people. Right. When you have the high levels of the endothelin 1, mm-hmm. it actually restricts, it actually makes your vet vessels constrict, which we know that constriction of vessels actually less blood flow, mm-hmm. increased risk for cardiovascular disease, increased risk for heart attack, stroke, all those. Yeah. They've shown in the past that exercise helped that protein. Right. It actually helped reduce it. But in this study, they showed that vitamin C supplementation worked just as well as exercise. And, and you know, they weren't talking about a huge no. dose. They were talking about like 500 milligrams. Yeah. Not a big dose at all. I mean, way smaller than what we would recommend. Oh, yeah. But well, we all, we always, you know, speaking yeah. of vitamin C, yeah. we like using liposomal vitamin C. Right. And a teaspoon of that gives you 1,250, which is which, 90, 90 to 93% absorption And so it's equivalent so it's to about 6,000 of other vitamin C. Exactly. So we usually say do a teaspoon of the liposomal C, and it's like uh-huh. taking a whole handful of other vitamin C. And if you think about it, if the vitamin C was that good and you exercise just a little bit. Right. Just think wow. you'd be way better. Way better. Yeah. Like I said, we're not trying to say don't exercise. And no. They even they kind of even mentioned in this study, you know, think, talking about vitamin C, you know, in a 2013 study, they found that vitamin C actually also 
people under heavy physical stress, like marathon runners, it actually cuts their chances of getting colds. And another one in June of 2013, vitamin C consumption cuts the, cut the risk of people with asthma developing exercise-induced bronchial constriction. So there's been a lot of stuff about vitamin C. And they were, just, they were talking about exercise. They mentioned a few of the other studies. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting, yeah. Because, you know, okay, let's exercise a little bit and let's take the liposomal C. Right. Wonderful stuff. Now, one that you kind of liked, uh, I thought this was kind of interesting, um, and it's about ginger. Yeah, and ginger, I mean, it was a study about ginger and osteoarthritis. And right. what they're saying is, you know, we've used ginger forever for stomach ailments. We've mm-hmm. used it for stomach problems. We've used it for nausea. But a lot of the new studies are actually saying that ginger actually helps, you know, benefit pain and disability in arth- osteoarthritis. Which well, it's an anti-inflammatory. We have a lot of products that are kind of geared toward anti-inflammatory and they all have ginger in them right so ginger we've known it for a while but of course this study come out saying how good it helps and it says that you know the research suggests that ginger may block the chemicals that promote inflammation similar to the way anti-inflammatories work yeah and you know that's pretty simple stuff to do i mean it you know like say it's good for digestion you know a lot of the oriental food places you go in you know the restaurants they always serve a little bit of ginger after the meal because it aids I like, digestion. And I like that. I think it's good. Yeah, it's a, I, I agree. But I kind of like ginger. I yeah. like, I mean, I kind of like the taste of it. It's a little bit of a bite, and that's what makes it work. So if it doesn't have a little bite, it probably isn't probably going isn't to work. isn't working that well. All right, we're coming up on a break here. I'll be right back with the rest of the night. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. 
You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, you know, the, the main focus of the show is about the importance of a healthy digestive system. Right. And, and it is And it's very important. important. Right. It People really don't realize how important it is on the digestive tract. Right. They think, ah, oh, I have this little bit of reflux or I have this gas. I have, it's all a sign that something's wrong. Right. And, you know, when, when you look at the, at the digestive tract, uh, you know, it takes in, you know, it's involved in your overall health. Because if you think about it, any nutrient that you might take, let's say even if you're taking some vitamins and saying, oh, I'm doing so great. If that digestive tract isn't working properly, you probably aren't absorbing them properly. Right. Now, when you talk about digestion, I mean, when in alternative medicine, complementary medicine, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call what we do. Right. Um, they always say no matter who you listen to and who you, you watch, that health starts the digestive tract. Health starts in the gut. Because if you can't absorb your nutrients that you're taking and you can't absorb the nutrients out of your food, then you're actually not going to be healthy. And so the whole thing we want to talk about is how to make the digestive tract healthier right? and what you can do to actually help your overall health with the digestive tract. Right. Now, you know, something that is little thought of when you think about the digestive tract is brain function. Yes. And we have talked about in the news a few times, mm-hmm. some of the new studies with, you know, talking about dementia, which we, we did today. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually lots of studies about probiotics and actually how your beneficial bacteria in your gut actually plays a big role in memory. Well, you know, I was talking to somebody today and they were talking about, you know, the some depression and, uh, you know, serotonin and all this, you know. And I said, do you realize where most of your serotonin is produced? And the lady said, well, no, not really. In the brain, I suppose, no. 90% of our serotonin is actually made in the gut. Right. And that was a study that just came out maybe six months ago. And I think we even talked about it a little bit. So gut health even helps with depression. It helps with mood. Right. It actually makes a big difference in sleep. It makes a difference in detoxification. Because when you start looking really? at it, if the gut bacteria, just like when we had Dr. Seneff on, when she was talking about some of the things that's actually disrupted from the glyphosate mm-hmm. and the chemicals in some of our food, it actually can actually decrease the manganese. And manganese, I mean, well, actually it decreases, it hurts the gut bacteria, which then can't make manganese, which then can't actually help detoxification. So right. you start looking, and it even is a factor in detoxification. It certainly is. And, and you know, well, you know, and two, we've heard about the cytochrome, you know, maybe you've not heard about them, but, you know, there are some things in our in our liver that we've, there's been a lot of press in the past few years called the cytochrome P450 pathways. 
And those cytochrome enzymes are one of our major detoxification things. Well, actually, the gut itself carries a lot of those same cytochrome P450 enzymes that we see in the liver. Right. And actually, for liver detoxification, which everybody's always saying, I'm going to detox, I'm going to do this detox, detox. I'm going to do that detox. Actually, the probiotics, which is your good, your, your good gut bacteria, can actually brain. help carry the toxins away from the liver. They do. They really do. And, and, and again, back to that you know, same cytochrome P450 or CYP. And um, you know, that when you look at that CYP system, and, and for years it was thought, oh, that's just in the, the liver itself. You know, the cytochrome P450 is phase one, and then we have phase two, the glucuronidation, all that good stuff. Well, actually, the, the cytochromes, there's a lot of those guys showing up in that, in that gut. So, and, you know, secondary to, like you said, the beneficial probiotics. There's so, more and more they're finding yeah. out that's actually in the gut that makes a giant difference in health. And, you know, one of those things is your immune system. Genetics. Yeah, well, 70% of your immune system is your good bacteria. It's in that gut. And that's why we hear over and over again. I mean, I don't know how many people come in that they got sick. They took an antibiotic. Yep. They got over whatever it was short term, and then they got sick again or got something else really quick. And then it's been take downhill. another take another antibiotic. It's been downhill, and it's since never then, ending right. cycle. And they're like, I've never been able to get over this. And it's like, well, because the first antibiotic you took killed off all your beneficial probiotics, a whole bunch of them, and right. that is destroying seventy percent of your immune system. Right. If you don't have seventy percent of your immune system, the next thing that comes along, you're going to get it. Yeah, because there's only 30% or so working again. Yeah, and, you know. so it's it's not people, people, I guess, it's not something that's been pushed on them in the medical profession for years. Mm-hmm. And so they don't think about it being so important. Right. If you ever take an antibiotic, ever, ever, you want a high dose, at least 50 billion on the colony forming units on probiotics for at least two months afterwards. Right. Now, I think, and we think, and we tell everybody that I mean, they probably need to take an, a, a, a probiotic every day. Well, they do. And, and for reasons being is if you eat food that's packaged and processed and done the normal way that normal food in America is, it has been exposed to antibiotics. Like, for instance, they feed antibiotics to the animals. You eat the animal and, you know, you're getting secondhand antibiotics. And they use antibiotics in a lot of other things in the feeds and stuff like that. And even in some of the grains to keep down some of the bacteria and so on. So, yeah, they're feeding us antibiotics. Yeah, and then when you're eating the genetically modified food, yeah. and that's actually disabling our probiotics. Right. Pretty much it disables them, not let them do their job. So that makes a difference, too. So, mm. you know, we're, we're getting it from every direction. So that's why probiotics are very important. You know, there's something else. Now, when you talk about, you know, keeping a digestive tract healthy, and Janine, you and I talk about this every day, you know, one of the things that we'll come into uh, you know, I had a lady today, and she said, what have you got? To, they, it's an alternative to Prilosec. And I said, okay, well, here's something I want you to understand first. You are not deficient in Prilosec. Never. Never. You can't. It's impossible to be deficient in Prilosec or Omeprazole or Nexium or Protonix. You, know, you can't be deficient in that stuff. That is an indicator that you got something wrong. And, you know, the, the first thing I mentioned to her was, of course, was probiotics, just like we talked about. And the second thing digestive enzymes oh yeah well the digestive enzymes are so important Mm -hmm. and when you start looking at definitely reflux is an epidemic i would say 
that is one of the things that walks in our location more than anything is I, I actually say, reflux. I would say probably 50 to 75 And a lot of people of don't even mention it because it's so normal to oh. them that it's not even a health problem. Yeah, some of them have been taking these drugs for years. Yeah, it's not even an issue because they don't even think about it. Now, the majority of the people, you start looking at, again, digestive tract. Mm -hmm. Majority of the people that actually have reflux, probably at least 90%, they actually have too little stomach acid as opposed to too much stomach acid. And therefore, when they eat, they don't have the acid they need to break down their food. So the food just sits in their stomach. It rots. Mm -hmm. It putrefies. It actually produces acid. Starts fermenting. And that is what the acid that comes back up in their reflux is from the acid from their food rotting, not from the acid their body is producing an abundance of. Right. And it's kind of an opposite look as the way allopathic medicine looks at it. Yeah. Because, okay, if you have reflux, we give you this acid reducer, it will stop the symptom. It will not stop the problem. Mm-hmm. It will not fix the problem. It will just help that symptom. Now, what do you get in return from helping that symptom? Uh, worse problems? Yeah. yeah. Bone loss. Bone you loss start getting, and, yeah. I mean, you start, when we talked about nutrient absorption, right? which we talked about a little earlier, if your digestive tract is not working properly, you have a problem with nutrient absorption. Right. Well, you take an acid reducer. What is your stomach acid for? Hey, well, you, you have to have that stomach acid to break down, especially stuff like your uh, your minerals, like your calcium, magnesium, things, things like that. So what happens when you stop your acid? Well, I guess you don't absorb those things, do you? Exactly. Yeah. So you start seeing more iron depletions. Oh, big. We have had people come in before that didn't tell us they were on an acid reducer. Never, you know, you, even you ask them their medications, didn't list it. Like I said, so normal, it isn't even an issue. Well, they take it so long. Yeah. Um, so they don't tell you. Mm-hmm. Well, you their iron level just won't come up no matter what they take. Well, then we found, find out later they're on an acid reducer. You take them off the acid reducer, iron comes right up. Totally normal. And we've had people that were even blood transfusions. You oh, know, yeah. people, they'd gotten blood transfusions because it was so bad. And it was actually their medication. And, you know, one of the things that we see, and there's a cascade of events that happens. You go in, you start taking these acid reducers, and, you know, most of the time symptoms get worse. And if you stop taking the acid reducer, it really gets bad. It really for a gets while bad. Because you've just stopped everything. You've got everything messed up. Now, but what happens is these folks take this stuff for a while and then they, they go back to the dog and say, well, you know, gee, my stomach's still not any better. Oh, well, let's do a, a gastric emptying test. Guess what? You're going to fail. If yeah. That, that is one test that you will absolutely positive. I, I bet a guy not too long ago, I said, I'll bet you the cost of your visit, you're going to fail. He said, how do you know? I said, You've been taking, I think it was omeprazole, for years. You're going to fail. You're that. not going to empty properly. You can't empty your stomach. And he said, how do you know? Because you've been taking this stupid drug. And he'd taken it for years. And sure enough, when he came back, he said, you know, you're right. I failed the test. I, my stomach doesn't even, I have gastroparesis. I said, fantastic. Now you got another diagnosis to go on. I said, but you still don't digest your food. Well, there's nothing that can be done about yes, that. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. And we started talking about the digestive enzymes right. and the probiotics. And, and digestive mm-hmm. enzymes are more important than you think. I mean, we all have to have digestive enzymes. Our body normally makes them. Normally makes them. Well, and when you get, a, get young, older. a young, healthy person, mm-hmm. I should say healthy. Healthy. Make sure you say healthy. Because we're seeing kids now with these right. problems. we are. And it's because they eat junk and they eat 
Well, I they mean, eat the standard I had a, a little girl today come in, 10 years old, and she had a scope done already at 10. And, oh, well, you have tons of inflammation. And I asked the little girl, what do you think is making that inflammation? Well, I don't know. I said, it's probably all that crap you're eating. And, <laughs> she, <laughs> and her parents laughed because they say, yes, she eats a lot of junk. And yes. I'm like, that's your problem. So we're even seeing the kids actually have a problem with their enzyme production because of what they're eating. And so definitely what you eat makes a difference in your enzyme production. It really does. And then medications, oh, not yes. just the acid reducers. Lots of medications disrupt the body's ability to make digestive enzymes. Sure do. And sure then do. probably one of the biggest things that affect it is stress. Oh, there's no stress, baby. And when you talk about the digestive tract, you got to talk about what stress does to the digestive tract. It really messes it up, Janine. It really does. It really does. Yeah. All right. We're coming up on another break, and uh, we'll be back in uh, the other side of this break. And we'll be talking more about the digestive system. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face, and that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox 
at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight we're talking about that healthy digestive tract. And just before the break, we were talking about stress. And how it affects the digestive tract, which is really bad. And most of y'all that have had stress in the past knows that it actually does affect your stomach. Oh, it does. Stomach, intestines, all of it. You know, there's there's one thing that's always going to happen. If you're under a lot of stress, one of two things will happen. Either you'll get diarrhea Or or constipation. One of those two things. You're going to, your bowel function goes to heck in a handbasket. It does. You and know? you'll see the people that get under stress and have instant diarrhea. Instant. Instant. The body produces chemicals. You actually instantly go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then you have other people that won't go at all. Right. And so there's no doubt stress. And even the cortisol, which is your stress hormone, affects the digestive tract Certainly as well. Certainly can. That's why we check it all the time. It today. does. You know, when we mm-hmm. do our lab work, we always check the cortisol because stress does make a big difference. Mm-hmm. It makes a difference in the digestive tract. It makes a difference in everything. I, right. mean, I think I think, you're, I think stress can kill you. So <laughs> well, that is one of the things that actually stress is not yeah. good for you. Yeah. You know, and all this stuff leads to something that we in alternative medicine have been talking about for years called the leaky gut syndrome. Right. Well, one thing, though, I think we want to mention about what? enzymes oh? before we move on is the other big reason for it to decrease. I thought we talked about that. No, aging. I thought we talked about no, that. No, we didn't. Really? We didn't mention aging. What about, where, 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 where's my vitamin D? That dementia is creeping That's up right. on you. Okay. <laughs> so as you age, you're always going to have decreased enzyme production, which is why as you get mm-hmm. older you tend to have more reflux and well, you tend to have more digestive issues. That's true. So it is something that is so easily, um, I mean, you can easily take digestive enzymes. Oh, certainly. And we have ones with betaine hydrochloride. We have ones without betaine hydrochloride. we got all kinds. The only people that would want to take the one without would be somebody that maybe has an ulcer. Right. And you don't want to irritate that ulcer, so you don't want to put any more stomach acid in there. But actually... Digestive enzymes, I mean, that's probably one of the things that we have people that come in and they get it and they say, I can't believe the difference. And, you know, it fixes so many problems, too. Uh, You know, when you fix that GI tract, I mean, give it like say with probiotics and and digestive enzymes, those two guys right there, you do that. And it's amazing. It's amazing what, what those two things will do. Now, speaking is. of probiotics, we have not mentioned. Now, you, there's a lot. That, there is, but there's a lot oh. of different probiotics out there. Well, there is that, you know. And I have had people before come in that say, well, I'm taking a probiotic. Well, what are you taking? Well, I'm, I'm getting this that I got, you know, over at this big box, big box store. store. Mm-hmm. And you look, and it has 100 million, million colony forming units. Yeah, we start with 5 billion. We well actually, and we put that's that. That's smallest. for kids. That's for I mean, that's well, actually so not even for start adults. With the little guys, you know. I mean, we usually do at least twenty billion. So if it's at a, least that, or, if it's a hundred yeah. million, you have to take two hundred of them for your dose a day. That's a lot. That's a lot. Hmm. So their probiotics are not equal. Now, no, no doubt on probiotics. Over and over and over, there is research that shows the more diverse your probiotics. The better. Right. And the, so... The more different strains. You want more strands. You don't well, want just one strand. People you know, come in, they're on the 100 million, and it's one strand. Well, you know, the thing about that one strand, when you are a strain of particular bacteria, when you look at that, you know, there's different bacteria inhabit the different parts of your digestive tract. Right. Some in the upper part, some in the middle part, some in the lower part of your digestive tract. And if you don't have a diversity 
you're going to be feeding maybe everything that's just needed in the bottom part, I'll say in the colon, well, what about the small intestine? And you can get something called, you know, the small, uh, small bowel intestinal or, or, you know, infection overgrowth, where you actually have that, that overgrowth of the bad stuff in the small intestines. Right. So you want the diversity of probiotics. Not Gotta all, have it. Not no, all no. probiotics are equal. Right. So just because you're taking a probiotic does not mean you're adequately taking what you need. No, it, ta- it takes a big dose, big diversity, and lots of it, you know. Now we can talk about now leaky gut. Now we can gut. talk about, okay, cool. Now we can talk about leaky gut. All right. Because leaky gut, I mean, I have, you don't know how many times over the years, 10, 15 years ago and so on and, and further back, and you talk about leaky gut, and the patient would go tell their you know, other physicians that they see, and they say, well, they, they think maybe I've got this leaky gut syndrome. There ain't no such thing. You know, I've heard that ad infinitum. Well, now the research is coming out and saying, yes, we really do have a phenomenon called the leaky gut syndrome. And it's when your gut gets so disarranged from all the you know, probiotics or the lack of probiotics, the medications that you're taking, your stress and everything else, all that messes around. And the gut is designed to digest food and to let certain things through and certain things don't get through. And we got these little tight junctions on these little cells. And if those tight junctions get a little too wide, we have a leaky gut. Which can make you really sick. It really can, because now all of a sudden, stuff that should not be going through there gets through. Once that gets in the bloodstream, allergies deluxe, because right. now the body sees this foreign protein come floating around through there and says, geez, oh, Pete, what's this? And it starts all kind of inflammatory responses and everything right. else due to having something that's, quote, unquote, foreign to the inside of our body. So leaky gut syndrome is real, real, real. So what you want to do is heal the lining of the gut so that it doesn't leak. Now, in natural medicine, Mm -hmm. complementary medicine, whatever you want to call it, it the three absolutes for digestive health, digestive enzymes, probiotics, heal the lining of the intestines. That's it. The three must. Um, The three musketeers, man. Okay, how how do we heal the lining of the intestines? You know, that, and, and that really, you know, here's the bad part about the intestines. You know, I mean, if you've got a, a bum shoulder, uh, I mean, if, yeah, just don't use it. It'll, you know, leave it alone, rest it. It'll get better. You know, if you've got a bad knee or something, we'll give you a crutch and you can kind of hobble along till it heals. The problem with the gut is we have to use it every day. Yeah, you can't, you, you can't rest it. No, you can't rest a stupid thing. It's there. It's going to be there. It has to work or you die. Yep. Now, we have a really good product for healing the lining of the gut. We put it together. We used to, years ago, would use like five or six yeah. different products it, it to was, actually. It was a bunch. Yeah, it was that. a bunch of stuff to do the thing that this one product does. So Very we actually put it together in a powder because yeah. actually if you took it in pill forms, it would probably oh. be about, I believe a scoop is maybe 10 grams. Um, uh, something like that, yeah. Which and would be like probably 20 pills. 20 or 30 And nobody's going to take that many pills. Nah. So it's in a really good tasting powder. Mm-hmm. And it actually has things like glutamine, which is an, ascent, an amino acid that is really important in healing the gut lining. It really is. It, it's one of the most important nutrients as far as healing that lining of that gut. It is. And it actually has your aloe. Mm-hmm. It actually has your deglycerized liquid, which does not increase blood pressure when it's deglycerized. No. And, and, you know, somebody was asking recently about wh- why do we have DG, this DGL or deglycerized liquid in there? 
And I said, well, that actually produces more mucus. Well, I don't want mucus. Yeah, yes, you do. you do. If you don't have enough mucus in the lining of that gut, it's not protected. That's how the body protects the lining of the gut. It has right. mucus. And so other things that protect the mucus also or help the mucilage uh-huh. is the marshmallow root right. and slippery elm. And we got all that in there, and too. And that's all in there as well. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it has a type of a zinc that actually helps with zinc carnosine. Carnosine, right. Which does help if you do happen to have H. pylori, which is a stomach bacteria. Mm-hmm. It helps with that. Mm-hmm. So it, it, and zinc actually helps heal also. Right. So it has a lot of, and it has aloe. Everybody's heard of aloe vera. Oh, yeah, everybody does. And it does have your aloe in it also. So it has a lot of different things that help heal the lining of the intestines. We even have a little bit of arabinogalactin in there that helps support the immune system. Well, that's the prebiotics because... It's a prebiotic for your probiotic, and it also helps the immune system. Right. So that product, the GI Essentials, we have had more people over the years, that whether it's Crohn's, irritable bowel, ulcerative colitis... They swear by it. And you know, and something about that, too, I mean, I, I can attest to this. That's not something you're going to be taking the rest of your life. No. Typically speaking, I mean, we've had some people that had to take it for up to a year, but most people, three to six months, they take this stuff. They get and, they're, that, and they're healed. They're healed. Then it's done. Now, they still may have to take enzymes and probiotics. So that's something that's you probably do yeah. need for digestion forever. That's different. And it might yeah. be something that. Probably most people should take it the rest of their life. Uh, if you eat food that's grown here in America, you need probiotics. I guarantee that. And the older we get, the more we need those digestive enzymes. Now, one thing that definitely affects the digestive tract, and we could probably talk a while about this, is food allergies. We could talk for a while. Because no you know, when you get somebody that comes in and their gut is just messed up no matter what. A lot of times it is food allergies or sensitivities. Sensitivities. A lot of, a lot of it is not necessarily a quote-unquote allergic reaction. It's more of a sensitivity in the body just or the, the gut. Just can't, simply can't tolerate it. I had somebody today that they kept having the diarrhea, and I said, you're going to have to start eliminating things until you figure out what it is. And she said, I did that, and it was basically alcohol (laughs) she was like actually when i stopped doing that it stops and so you know the thing is is you got to find out what the sensitivities are i mean there's food allergy testing there it's expensive we do it all the time though folks we do it all the time Mm -hmm. and but it it definitely when you know if you have a sensitivity to something you keep putting it in Mm -hmm. might not be no matter what you do it might still aggravate you know, and if it's some of those simple things like, you know, certain foods, uh, a lot of times you might not think of it as something that, that you're sensitive to. Right. Now, you know, I, I have a, a bad dairy problem. And so, I mean, that one was pretty doggone obvious. You know, okay, right. I stopped dairy and, hey, my stomach got straightened out. Those are obvious. But it's those subtle little things that, you know, you eat it today and it may not cause a problem until the day after tomorrow. That's hard to di- differentiate what caused this. Right. That's, that's why sometimes, sensitivity if you can't can figure it out, we usually tell people, if you have a stomach problem, eliminate dairy, eliminate grains. You've got most of it right there. And see how you do. Mm-hmm. If it still isn't better, then you probably do need to do the food sensitivity test. If it is better, later try to add one back. You know, prob- you know, usually the grains are definitely a big offender. They're a big, they're huge. Especially offender. when people swell after they eat yes. or they say they get swollen, their stomach gets swollen, they have all this gas. 
a lot of times you definitely and you know celiac is a big issue now in the United States, issue, and really. so that is a gluten intolerance. Right. And of course, a lot of your wheat has gluten. A lot of your grains have gluten. Right. All right. Coming up on another broke a broke a break 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 broke. <laughs> We're gonna be broke. Uh, coming up on another break here, folks. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. There's something special about doctor's nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight we're talking about the uh, healthy digestive tract. We've talked about all kinds of stuff. We've talked about probiotics, and we've talked about all this stuff. Enzymes, you know, enzymes healing the lining of the gut. Yeah, and right before the break, we were talking about these food allergies and food sensitivities. And, you know, Janine, we do a, a lot of the genetic testing now, and we've seen huge number percentage-wise of people come back with the genetic trait for the celiac or the gluten sensitivities. Right. 
because uh, it definitely makes a difference if you actually Huge. have the genetic trait for it. Yeah. You may not have celiac, but if you have the genetic trait, it predisposes you to actually not handle you're handling. Gonna, you're going to have properly. sensitivities to it. That's right. right. You probably you may not have full celiac, but you're probably going to be sensitive to right. it. Right. Which and can cause all kinds of problems, even though you just sensitive. Yes, to it. and people think of celiac as just being a stomach problem. No. And no, even no. though yes, it starts in the gut, and yes, it's a sensitivity at the gut level. We have people that their main symptom is depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, mm-hmm. And, it's a, and it's celiac. That's back to that gut and we brain have, connection. Yep. Mm-hmm. We have other people that actually joint pain yep. is actually what they get from it, from the inflammation. Mm-hmm. So it's not just stomach problems. No, it's really not. Now, you know, some of the other stuff that we come up with, with, you know, the GI tract, and this is one of the most common things that we hear, uh, you know, every week we get, Several people coming in that either themselves or some one of their loved ones has C diff. Right, and that's how it's 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 growing and growing. You used to only it's hear really about young. it if somebody was in the hospital for you a know, long period of time. Right, a long period of time hospitalized, they end up then with a gut problem called C diff, which it actually usually causes a severe diarrhea, and it severe. can actually kill it can you. Kill you? It mm-hmm. can. I mean, C diff can kill you, and unfortunately, C diff is usually caused by Antibiotic use. Overuse of antibiotics, And what happens is when people take antibiotics, it kills (laughs) off all their beneficial probiotics, Mm -hmm. and the C. diff takes over. But the bad thing is when they try to kill the C. diff, what do you do medically? More More antibiotics. antibiotics, Which, what does that do? Make it stronger. So it's like a never-ending circle. Yeah, that C. diff stands for Clostridia difficultes. And, you know, the Clostridia is a group of bacteria, and there's some actually beneficial guys that are Clostridias. Uh, but most of them are bad. Most when we think of the clostridias, we think of bad guys. And the C. diff, and that's just its nickname, but C. diff uh, is actually one of the most prominent GI problems that we see today. And they're they're doing some crazy things like now they're you know they're talking about having to do things like fecal transplants and yes, fecal transplants. Think and what they're doing that. is that's just giving you bacteria from someone that doesn't have C. diff to try to help yours. Yeah. And so what we always tell people is start out with your probiotics. I mean, but not just your regular probiotics. No, there's some very specific ones for we that We actually one. use something called Saccharomyelitis boulardii. Right. Yeah, at pretty high doses. And at the same time, we'll use a 14-strand probiotic at least 50 billion, even up to 100 billion of probiotics. Typically, if they got a bad CDF, we use 100 billion. And then at the same time, we'll use the GI essentials to actually help heal the lining of the gut, which has been compromised from the CDF. Exactly. And so it takes a combination of things to work. But we we have been very successful at helping CDF. Very. And we have had even some of the local GI docs that will actually send people to us because they can't help it. But we can. Well, you know, one or two of them, which we know personally, um, you know, they know that just, you know, throwing more antibiotics at it. And you get into some pretty big antibiotics like vancomycin and stuff, you know, which is a, a really, you know, rough antibiotic. And when they're starting to have to depend on like vancomycin, um, you know, to, to actually treat something like this, you know, these docs know this is not beneficial. We got to do something about it. And they have seen our treatment with the Saccharomyces boulardii and other probiotics and stuff that we use in, in the GI centers. We've seen that protocol. They've seen that protocol work on their patients. So they know, okay, let's, let's try this. Yeah, now, sometimes so the patients are resistant, but they say, look, you've got to try it. It's better than what we're doing. So to keep the GI tract healthy, 
you mm-hmm. do have to limit infections. Now, C. diff is one of them. That's only one of when them. When you start looking, there's a lot of other bacterial infections, bacterial overgrowth, and you know we even have a really advanced stool test we do. And most people that do it, it comes back they don't have enough diverse it's probiotics. Typically, it's typically kind of scary because it comes back mm-hmm. that you don't have enough diversity. Right. And we even have some soil organisms All right. that actually are other probiotics that are probiotics you've never heard of before. Oh, yeah, and we can add that sure. to it, too, for people that don't have the diverse bacteria. And when you start talking about the bacteria in the gut, another thing that it affects is your weight. Oh, yes. Study after study after study is showing that then people have better probiotics and more diversity of probiotics. I was going to say, the big thing that, that they show is the thin person uh, tends to have a bigger diversity. Right. They have more different guys in there. And then they even said, I had a, we, we, uh, a GI doctor that's in New Orleans, mm-hmm. which is not but an hour and a half from where we are. One of our patients had went over there with C. diff, and he actually said, if you do a fecal transplant, you don't want to use a fat person's fecal transplant because <laughs> right. you will become fat. Their bacteria, certain bacteria will make you gain weight. You know, we laugh at that. But and it's he's like, truth. but he said, you want a skinny person's bacteria yeah. if you're going to do a fecal transplant. Exactly. Because we've definitely seen a difference. So it's kind of funny how your probiotics can actually make you thin or fat. Uh, you know, it, that's, yeah, but I mean, it's pretty scary too. You know, something else that we come up with, Janine, and you and I have seen this, you know, ad infinitum time and time and time again. The overgrowth of yeast. Oh, yeast overgrowth. That's oh, a huge gosh, one. Yeah. And even when you get the people that can't lose weight, they usually do have a yeast overgrowth. And they mm-hmm. have a yeast overgrowth because they can't. They don't have the probiotics that are diverse. And because if they don't have the right probiotics, they're going to get a yeast overgrowth. And then they're going to be overweight. And it's a never-ending cycle. And their diet sucks. Let's put it that they way. They usually actually eat a lot of sugar. They eat way too much sugar and or carbohydrates that turn to sugar. Right. You know, And, and when they do that, and you've got a yeast overgrowth already... It's just going to bloom. So yeast yeast has got to be controlled to have a digestive health tract. Yeah. Even though we have something like that, Saccharomyces boulardii is a beneficial it's yeast. It's a beneficial yeast. But you get these bad yeasts like the Candida, Albicans is one, uh, and there's others. But those Candida, you get all those things, and they're overgrowing. They take over. They do. And they consume large amounts of the nutrients that you take in. They're getting it, so you don't really get the nutrients. And they start in. making inflammation and joint That's pain right. and fatigue, and you can't even get up. Well, and they, they give off some horrible, horrible toxins. They do. That you can't get rid of. So yeast has a lot of problems. And, of course, you're, one of your first things you do for a yeast problem is probiotics. Right. Again, right. now we do have specific things. We have one called AF Essentials, which stands for antifungal, which is for yeast overgrowth. But you always have to change the diet also. Mm-hmm. We always say for yeast, change the diet, AF Essentials, high-dose probiotic. High-dose probiotics, right. You know, I, I guess... And sometimes even in yeast, you have to heal the leaky gut because well, yeast is one of the most common reasons for leaky gut. It will definitely cause a leaky gut system. There's no doubt about it. It, it. it sets that up every time. I mean, you find somebody that's got that bad yeast overgrowth. All right, so to, to kind of recap, Janine, what we've talked about tonight. So everybody kind of understands this. If you want a healthy digestive tract, you got to have enzymes, probiotics, probiotics. What else? Heal the lining of the and gut. You've got to heal the lining of that gut. And you and, have to eat right. Well, I was going to say, if you're going to heal the lining of the gut, you're going to have to change your diet a little bit. You're going to. And have if to you eat actually have a healthy digestive tract, what what else is healthier? Your, Everything. Your brain. 
Right. Your mood. Right. I mean, your, your, immune, your system. immune system. So yeah. it affects everything. So it is a very, very important to have a hot, healthy digestive tract. Health starts at digestion. It really does. You know, and, and we, we emphasize that. And we've got a lot of our customers and patients and so on, whatever you want to call them. Um, we're not real big on labels. So uh, these folks that we've helped, and we have tons of them now that come in and they say, you know, I got it. Guts, the gut starts the healthy thing. Yeah. You got to have that gut right. If your gut's terrible, you can help it give you stuff for other problems and it's not going to help. All right. We're coming up on the end of the show. Next week, we're going to be talking about what, Janine? Nutrients that are depleted by certain medications. Oh, and everybody's taking medications. So that ought to be a really interesting show. So join us next week and find out what kind of nutrients are being depleted by that very common drug you may be taking. We'll see you then. Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. Please join Drs. Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health.